The result is not what I hoped for, or frankly what I expected. But I've been clear from day one that I will respect the decision of the members in this leadership review. And I expect all members of our party to do just that. Friends, while, fi while 51% of the vote passes the constitutional threshold of a majority, it clearly is not adequate support to continue on as leader. And that is why tonight I have informed the president of the party of my intention to step down as leader of the United Conservative Party. I'm sorry, but friends, I truly believe that we need to move forward united. We need to put the past behind us. And our members, a large number of our members, have asked for an opportunity to clear the air through a leadership election. And I've recommended, therefore, that the provincial board schedule a leadership election in a timely fashion. Jason Kenney announcing his intention to resign tonight after uh, the results of a leadership review within the United Conservative Party. 34,000 ballots cast. Um, Jason Kenney won a majority, 51.4%. And he had spoken earlier of perhaps staying on if the results were close, but perhaps these were simply too close. He spoke uh, during that speech. A, a, a fairly emotional Jason Kenney spoke of uh, the divisions within the party. Clearly, it was going to be very difficult to continue to lead a party uh, where 48.6% of the party uh, has voted against you, uh, and especially with an election coming up in a year, uh, that uh, that already uh, you know showed the NDP were going to put in a tough fight uh, against the United Conservative Party in Alberta, if the polls are to be believed uh, at this point in time. Uh, of course, Jason Kenney's career in politics began long before he became a leader of the UCP and Premier of Alberta. For years, he was in Ottawa, a well-known uh, member of cabinet under Stephen Harper's government, and one of his colleagues, James Moore, uh, was there as well, and he joins me now um, from Vancouver. Thank you so much, James. Uh, appreciate your time. Pleasure to be with you. Uh, I was noticing you tweeted uh, some, some well wishes to, to Jason Kenney tonight. Uh, were you surprised at all about the outcome and, and about uh, his decision to step down? Well, I'm not an Albertan, so, yeah. so I, I don't know the inner workings of the UCP party, the dynamics on the ground there. So I kind of, I'll surrender commentary and judgment on that. To, right. on that side but my comments is you know more as a friend that i first met jason kenny in 1996 so i so it's, we're coming on 30 years that i've known jason and you know he he is a you know the, politics has been his entire life maybe that's not a great thing to not have that to maybe entire lack of professional balance in your life mm -hmm. but jason is a guy who has served the province of Alberta, served Canadians as a federal cabinet minister uh, it, with uh, distinction, with substance. Uh, and, you know, has, it, it's just the most tireless. Thing. He, habitually, he won the McLean's Magazine Award, which is voted on by other parliamentarians, all parties. You know, he was always voted the hardest working cabinet minister in the government of Canada, or the most influential cabinet minister, because he's substantive and thoughtful, hardworking, well-respected uh, across all party lines. Um, you know, he didn't have to go back to Alberta. But the conservative movement fell apart after Rachel Notley won her her historic election campaign. The party, the movement had fractured into multiple pieces. And he went back to Alberta to try to rebuild a movement. And he did do that. And he was elected successfully as, as the premier of Alberta. So his, it, it, when we get a little bit of distance in time between tonight and, you know, people actually writing a full sort of a biography of Jason Kenney's accomplishments in public life, he, he will be seen as one of the truly remarkable and impressive politicians of our time. 
I should mention James Moore is a senior business advisor at the multinational law firm Denton's, a public policy advisor at the global firm Edelman, uh, and of course, the former Minister of Industry in uh, Prime Minister Stephen Harper's cabinet, and a member of parliament from 2000 to 2015, uh, and a longtime uh, colleague and friend, of course, of Jason Kenney's. Um, leadership is tough. I mean, running a province is tough. When, when he'd made the move, decided to go back to Alberta to become premier. I mean, I remember him really well. Obviously, I remember you all well from the time we were in Ottawa. And he was a tireless worker. I mean, it, you couldn't you couldn't out-hustle Jason Kenney. But leadership is different. Did you ever, um, did you wonder whether he had, whether he would find it tough to be leader of the leader of a party? Two things about that. One, he, he, he said to me, I, I don't think he minds me saying this, you know, right. but he said to me in private, and maybe he'll be more free to sort of make these uh, assessments of things. But I remember him saying, you know, he goes, James, he goes, the distance between being a backbencher and being a cabinet minister is big. And he said, the diff- but the distance between being a cabinet minister and being the leader, being the number one guy, the top job, is so massive that few people understand it. And there are few people with whom you can actually talk to and consult and sort of get advice about it because it is really something different. And, of course, in, in our Westminster model, um, you know, when you are the leader, you're the leader of the party, you're the leader of the government, you're leading a cabinet, you're leading an agenda. Like it's, it really is all on you. There's enormous responsibility, enormous burden, enormous privilege as well, of course. And so, so I remember him, him commenting that that's number one is, is just that challenge. I mean, I clearly I think he was up to it. He was elected with a massive majority and, and all that. But the second thing is, I would, I would say um, about the challenges that he uniquely faced is, is I, I think that Alberta is a, is a uniquely challenging province to govern within Canada. Uh, it, it, has, it has been since Ralph Klein, which is, I think, 2005, 2006, was the last time that Alberta had a premier that was reelected to multiple terms. That's a long time ago. Um, you know, they've gone through a succession of one-term premiers. Now, Jason Kenney, Rachel Notley before that, Jim Prentice before that, Ed Stelmack, and so on, Alison Redford. So, so they've had a succession of, of one-term premiers. And, you, and because Alberta is a, is a very divided province culturally, not just politically. You think about, you know, the, the, the um, sort of cosmopolitan, progressive, urban Edmonton and Calgary, trying to balance that with, uh, you know, culturally very conservative, very center-right, um, traditionalist values that exist in the rest of the province of blue-collar uh, farmers and ranchers and agricultural workers and energy workers in the rest of the province. So you, you have cities that are that are some of the most votes on the most left-wing politicians in, in, in the downtown cores of Edmonton and Calgary, then you have some of the most right-wing rural conservative traditional values in the rest of the province that that's a very difficult thing for any premier whether it's jason kenny or rachel notley no matter how you look at it that's a very difficult dynamic to reconcile and to try to govern on behalf of all of albertans as i joked to jason one time i said so like literally one on one day he would be saying talking about you know expanding the glenbow museum in calgary and how it's really important for arts and culture to flourish and then he'd be at chuck wagon races in brooks alberta you know a couple of hours later with, with a cowboy hat on um you know it would be like a, a u.s state that has you know it'd be like governing um you know parts of you know oklahoma but in the middle of it you have portland and chicago that that's yeah th- th- those are real tensions that are hard to reconcile did did he was he enjoying it was he was he finding it difficult i mean i remember what he my memories of him as a cabinet minister were just how much he loved 
you know, getting out there, shaking hands, getting votes. I mean, just doing the job. I remember how he would just the sheer amount of work he put in to try to rally people around, uh, you know, what at the time, which was a young conservative party when Stephen Harper was there, you know, unknown to many people and how hard he worked to try and get them better known. Um, was he still enjoying his time in politics or had it started to weigh a little bit with all the division and all the criticism that was coming from all sides? Well, I, I think like anybody, you know, who's in politics, you want, you want to fight the people that you disagree with, right? You want to debate the people who, who, are, who are in front of you, who you think are wrong, who you think are, who are, who present the wrong vision for the future and all that. And re- internal warfare is just toxic and, and soul, soul sapping and, and difficult and, and really, really uncomfortable because you're, you know, civil wars are, are, you know, it, you know, it's fratricide instead of fighting, fighting the, the bad guys on the other side that you think you're supposed to be fighting, you know? And so I, I think he found that part of it really exhausting. But look, Jason Kenney as well, you know, he, he first ran for office in 1997. Before that, he was with the Taxpayers Federation. So he, he ran for office in 1997. He ran for office again in 2000, ran for office again in 2004, ran again in 2006, ran again in 2008, ran again in 2011, ran again in 2015. He went to Alberta. He ran for the PC leadership and won. Then he ran in the referendum to unite the, the new UCP party. Then he ran for the UCP leadership. Then he ran in a by-election. And then he ran in the general election and became premier. That's a lot of running for office in 20 years, right? That's a lot yes. of politics. And, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, but, you know, are you chipper and excited about politics at the end of all that? I mean, obviously it wears on you. Um, you know, he's, he's aged like we all do in politics, and it's been tough for sure. But... Um, that's a lot of running for office. And I think equally, you know, that's also a lot of Jason Kenney uh, a lot of the time in the media, constantly on your television, in your newspapers, that, that Albertans are sort of forced to have to sort of consume constantly. And, you know, eventually people get tired of you, which I think sort of speaks to part of the, part of the challenge that he was up against and saying, hey, I'd like to stay on and find the people like you again. You know, the same guy who's been here for 25 years running for office every 12 months for something like it's, you know, you, you start burning the candle at both ends, both on, in terms of your capacity to sustain the energy necessary to do the job and the public's tolerance of your kind of constantly being in their face, right? Speaking with James Moore, he's a senior business advisor at the multinational law firm Dentons, a policy public policy advisor at the global firm Edelman, and a former, of course, Minister of Industry in the cabinet of Prime Minister Stephen Harper, a colleague and a friend of Jason Kenney's. We're talking about Jason Kenney's uh, decision tonight to step down, both as Premier and as uh, leader of the United Conservative Party in Alberta, after a very close uh, leadership review vote, 34,000 ballots cast, a mail-in ballots, uh, gave him 51.4% support, actually. He won the leadership review, but it, uh, in his mind, just wasn't enough to stay on. After this, we'll talk a bit more about what next for Jason Kenney if it's not politics, because it feels like it's always been politics uh, for Jason Kenney. And a bit more just about the conservative movement in general, whether some of the divisions we're seeing in Alberta are the same divisions that the part that the conservative movement across the country is uh, contending with right now, what that might look like in the future. That's next. I'm speaking with James Moore, who's a senior business advisor at Denton's, a uh, multinational law firm, public uh, public policy advisor at Edelman's, and former minister of industry in the cabinet of Prime Minister Stephen Harper, of course. He was the uh, conservative MP for Port Moody, uh, Port Moody Westwood, Port Coquitlam, uh, and its previous incarnation for many years, 15 years in all. And uh, close to Jason Kenney, of course, a cabinet colleague of Jason Kenney's as well. We've been talking about uh, Kenney's decision to resign uh, after a leadership review uh, carried out by his own party today, the membership of the United Conservative Party in Alberta, uh, giving him 51.4% support. Uh, But Jason Kenney, in a speech right afterwards, uh, announcing that, in fact, he was going to step down, even though constitutionally, 
he had passed that threshold needed to uh, to stay on, feeling that it was better to let the party choose a new leader than to stay on and try to unite a party that was clearly divided. Uh, James, it's, it's felt like, you know, uh, you know, I've watched so many of, the, of you that I used to speak to back when we were in Ottawa in, in the knots. Uh, move on to other careers, do other things. Uh, but for Jason Kenney, it's always felt like politics. Uh, what do you What do you think might lie ahead uh, for him now? Well, I, I suppose he, he's got a lot of freedom to to, to sort of explore things. You know, he'll yeah. he'll stay on as an MLA. Um, the UCP will do a leadership race for, you know, I'm guessing six months to a year. The next campaign is until so he's got a year to sort of calm things down, smoke things out. I'm actually going to send him a note later tonight to have a sort of talk about it because it, it, it is a transition, right? It's sort of like, uh, you know, when the treadmill stops, you still have those rubbery legs. I don't know if they've ever developed a word for that, but you know, you know, the treadmill stops and it feels weird. You still have that, you know, so like to, to go from, for Jason, I'm sure working 16 to 18 hours a day uh, and doing that for, you know, 15, 20 years, if you add sort of federal cabinet premiership leadership races and all that, and this has been all-consuming for him for a long time. It takes a long time to sort of decompress and to sort of, for lack of a better phrase, think like a normal person, to not think about politics or think like a politician and kind of always be assessing things and, you know, where am I, who's riding is this, and, or, you know, who is that, and what do they mean, and what does it mean for him? Like, it, it, you have to sort of really sort of reprogram yourself after a life of that. So, but once he does do that, you know, he's, he's, a, he's an accomplished, thoughtful person who can do a lot of, a lot of things. He's well networked around the world, not just in Canada, uh, and I'm sure he'll have he'll have plenty of opportunities. And, and just in terms of some of the fights we're seeing in Alberta right now, and we have, of course, a conservative leadership race, a federal one going on. Now we're going to have a uh, United Conservative Party leadership race going on in uh, in Alberta. I mean, we're seeing some fault lines. It's 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 certainly an interesting time to watch it as an observer. Uh, but what are you seeing there? Is that do we witness that again today? That the trying to to play into the middle has has been you know, trying to satisfy both sides of these divides has been tough. And how do you do it? Yeah, I mean, each one has its own circumstance. But I mean, you know, look at you. you, you you try to assess things like you, you can have a conversation about Jason Kenney and the United Conservative Party and why what happened happened. You can talk about Aaron O'Toole. You can talk about Brian Pallister in, in Manitoba and why he went down, the troubles in the BC Liberal Party, the troubles. You know, so, but but if you, you, you try to look for a common denominator and a commonality of it all, if you look at Aaron O'Toole, Jason Kenney, um, and, and people in the Conservative Party, you know, Jean Charest getting attacked, Patrick Brown getting attacked for not being a real conservative. Conservatives are going down not because the because the public is bringing down conservatives, but because conservatives are bringing down conservatives from the from the right and, and really the far right. And I, I consider myself, I mean, I'm a lifelong conservative, but mm-hmm. if you look at that, like, like Jason Kenney is, is being brought down for a bunch of reasons, but chief among them is because he believed and surrendered to the, to the medical science of the importance of fighting um, COVID and putting in place vaccine mandates. And his caucus rebelled against him for that, right? Um, that That's, that's unique. Uh, whereas, whereas in, in, so, so it, it cost him the leadership of his conservative party. Uh, but in, in Ontario, Doug Ford, who, who did very similar things in terms of public policy, but right, even going further in terms of closing schools with vaccine mandates and other things, he's, he's about to get reelected perhaps with a, with a majority, an even bigger majority than he had before. So conservatives bringing down conservatives for being insufficiently conservative and then leaving the field open for other parties to govern in their place uh, is is becoming a bit of a, a crisis within the conservative movement to the point where you can you can imagine it, frankly, in the near future, where you have John Horgan, who's got 60, 70 percent approval rating in British Columbia, the NDP, who have a five to 10 point lead in D.C., Rachel Notley, who's got a five to 10 point lead in Alberta over just a generic UCP, the Saskatchewan party in Saskatchewan having its challenges. And now they've had five elections in a row where they've won. So that's going to run out eventually in the NDP or the alternative there. 
And then in Manitoba, you've got Premier Stephenson, who's in real trouble in Manitoba, and the, 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 the NDP are ahead in the polls there. So you, you could absolutely see, if there was an election held today, where all four Western Canadian provinces are led by NDP governments, mostly because conservatives have cannibalized other conservatives for being insufficiently conservative. Not because their governments are necessarily out of step with, with what the public wants, but because conservatives have said, you're not conservative enough and I would rather bring you down than and, and allow the NDP to govern our province than to let you continue to be an insufficiently conservative conservative. Um, so I think there's some soul searching to do amongst the conservative movement about what our expectations are of our leaders and also for leaders to reflect on how they, how they reconcile the divisions within, within the conservative parties of Canada. James Moore, uh, thanks as always for your insight. Uh, fascinating conversation, and thank you for taking the time tonight on short notice at that. I appreciate it. You bet. Take care of yourself.